Now, in these parts, we call these hills here the high binders. Prettier lot you couldn't find from here to West Virginia. Well, it used to be Comanches lived hereabouts. They, they, they mostly gone now. You uh, been in these parts long? Well, ever since my marriage, almost 20 years ago now, that is. Moved out here from Charleston, West Virginia. The land was wild then. We had a fight for this place many a time. It was hard on the young ones, of course. The three men sat on the porch and watched as the last rays of light disappeared beyond the hills to the west. Slocum talked about the early years of ranching in these parts while Beaudry and Joe Crilly listened. Crilly said nothing. Chick occasionally asked a question, but he was careful not to mention his interest in the Ballard gang's whereabouts. He did not remember ever seeing Crilly and did not care if Crilly had seen him. The cowboy might have seen him when he rode for Whipple, and he could take the information to Ballard if he wished. Beaudry had to find a trail to the outlaws, and Crilly might make it for him. Nor did he care if the ballads were ready for him. He was ready for them, too. A lot of them died on the way. Uh-huh. It's a hard land for everybody mm. out here. Yeah. You ever long to go back east, Mr. Slocum? Oh, shucks, no. Call me Tate, boy. Everyone else does. I got no one back there now. I got a brother up in the Oklahoma Territory. Oh, don't hear much of him. Uh, just about time to turn in. You can sleep in the hay mow, Beaudry. Haven't got an extra bed. I slept in barns before. <laughs> Better than what a lot of hotels have to offer. Uh, good night, Beaudry. I still can't figure out where it was I saw you. Well, perhaps it'll come to you. Good night, Joe. Beaudry left the house and went over to the barn, where he found a big hayloft half full of fresh-smelling hay. He spread his blanket and bedded down, the hayloft door open to the out-of-doors and showing a wide stretch of starlit sky. He could have been asleep for several hours or only a few minutes when he was suddenly awakened by a sound outside. Beaudry's gun was already in his hand when his eyes opened. Weapons had been a part of his existence for so long that this didn't seem remarkable. It was just one of those instinctive reactions that come to men who live close to danger. Lying still, listening cautiously, he recalled what had wakened him. The sound of a horseshoe clinking against stone. Sitting up, he strained his ears to hear, and it came again. The muffled footfalls of a horse and a creak of saddle leather. Keeping to the darkness away from the open hayloft door, he moved over to where he could see below. Oh, easy boy. Whoa. <clears throat> Tom, is that you? Chick had found little time for romance in his life, or it might have been him meeting Sari Slocum in the moonlight. The rider dismounted and drew the girl hastily with him into the barn below. Beaudry witnessed their greeting, a healthy, if not soulful, kiss. If there was no delicacy in what followed, there was certainly no lack of earthy appreciation in it. Chick did not move. He had not come this far to witness a lover's tryst, but he knew the importance of keeping his cover now. He had recognized the young man below from the posters in McNelly's office. It was Tom Ballard. <laughs> 